1: is not very literate, but he is very motivated and athletic, and he's a calisthenics champion, which I didn't know was a thing. But he says, wake up, and he was, every day he starts his day at 4 in the morning. He says, wake up, you fat motherfuckers. Let's go. That's, that's, rock. Me t- that's me today. No, The Rock would never call anybody fat. This, this dude is, like, much more problematic than The Rock.
2: <laughs> so well, You had me my, – my YouTube algorithm had some guy that just got out of prison –
3: Oh and yeah, like big
2: guy. But he's like, no, no. Um, he's from like San Diego, like jacked, covered in tattoos. But he'd be like, you know, here's how you work out without any equipment. And then it was like, here's what it's like when you're in prison, and you, you know, you have to, ma- you have to make a choice. I forget his name, but it was your fault that he's in my algorithm.
1: Yeah, I follow like five of those dudes. Everybody's like Wesley Iron
2: or something. Like I everybody, forget.
1: Everybody, check out Iron Wolf for all of your burpee needs. Welcome to Axe to Grind. <laughs> The Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick.
4: I'm Bob. And I'm Tom.
1: How are we doing on burpees today, fellas? Pretty Killing. It.
4: <laughs> Do <laughs> up downs, Burpees, fucking. Yep.
1: <laughs> Patrick, how
4: many times did you go to the pizza place before noon today?
1: Oh wow, is it more than one? <laughs> no,
4: just one. There you go.
1: Okay. Uh, I drove my father to the pizza place. Uh, as here's a little here's a little family lore. Mm. Uh, my niece comes over to cut everybody's hair and she has, I don't, I don't know how many kids it, at least four. Uh, and if you want to, I, I'll send you photos of me with an infant. I look like really anxious cause I don't know what the hell, I don't know how to hold them or any of that shit, mm-hmm. but, we've noticed. uh, to feed those kids, uh, presumably not the infant. Uh, we went out and got pizza. And uh, so wonderful. when Bob and I spoke today, I was at the Pizzagram, shout out to Pizzagram in Gitterland, uh with my father.
4: Uh, so shout out to Pizzagram and to go to our other sponsors today. Let's Big do thank it. Thank you to To Live a Lie. Oh. Wow. To Death Witch Inc. No. To Run for Cover.
1: No. To close Casket Activities. Burn through the witches and burn through the witches. Are down. In my dragula. There you go.
4: And we're going to talk about our two that I've already mentioned, Death Wish Inc. and To Live a Lie. Patrick, kick us off with some Death Wish Inc. talk. Rob Zombie sure. is vegan, by the way.
2: Weird. And yeah. he's been vegan for like 30 years.
1: Yo, what's weirder about them is that he beefs so hard with the less successful members of his former band. It's so weird. They're like, yeah, I guess we'd do a reunion. And he's kind of a dick. And he's like, not on my life. You fucking losers. I'll just and play these songs
2: it, without you. You fuck.
1: Yeah. Well, hundred percent. And all of a sudden their stories check out. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, death Wish. uh, formerly of Salem, now of Beverly, uh, the prides of the, uh, the, the coastal Massachusetts region, I guess, uh, Uh, A great label for uh, Who did a great deal For uh, my musical career And I owe them a lot Uh, They have put out some Very classic records And uh, they do an excellent job Of putting those records out on vinyl And Mm. uh, They have, correct me if I'm wrong Bob, I don't got it in front of me They're doing a Converge You Fail Me uh, Is that Redux or Redo? How do we say that word?
4: Redux I think it's Redux Redux. Yeah, we, we're, we're painting ourselves as quite American, but I think. I mean, good. I'm
1: just, listen, I'm sick of fighting it. I'm a straight fucking redneck. I don't, I don't expect me to know any words.
4: Thought about this today on um, the fact that you and I will take a baseball hat where the brim is folded like a V over uh, a baseball hat that has a flat unfolded brim every day. Any day.
1: And any day
4: <laughs> that's truly like we might as well have skull in our back pocket you know yeah I mean? no it's i'm I'm, to that.
1: I'm driving the uh the, the wheat combine or whatever
4: whereas uh, i don't know tom's take i think he likes a little curve to his brim but he could rock a flat brim and i just don't think i can i you know i don't know if i could as
2: a as a man of of advanced years yeah, yeah. When That's I no see problem. people my age wearing a flat brim, it makes nah. me want to like, it gives me the mots. I yeah, want sh- not- to, I want to, I, I, I just want to hide wherever I, I am. Don't feel,
1: I don't feel good about it. All right. Well, we're gonna no,
2: I'd rather go, go like full on, like, hey, can I change your windshield wipers while you fill up?
4: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're packing a <laughs> lip for you too, Tom. Here we go. Thank you. Yeehaw. <laughs> uh,
1: so let's talk about it. We got uh, You Fail Me. Uh, Tom, where would you place this in the Converge discography? Where would you rank it? Some people put it very, very high.
2: It would be pretty high. Um, I would go – I mean they have so many records. I'd go top four or five.
1: Yeah, oh, top – I think most people would say top four for sure. Uh,
4: I I think there's new era Converge fans who go, no, no, this is the start of Converge to me and this is maybe number one. Sure. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: This is the this
2: was the the post Jane Doe record, correct?
1: Yeah. Uh, is, so so this is immediately after Jane Doe, and then comes Ax to Fall. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people who love this fucking record. Oh, this is the one with the fucking this Damn. one. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is this the one with like a number of guest spots, or is that Ax to Fall? I think that's um, no. Axe that
2: to w- fall. that's this. I believe.
1: That's oh, yeah, because this oh, one's okay. got like you're the right, you're right, you're guys right. from like Genghis Tron. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so
2: oh, at any rate, all, actually. Now that I'm looking, because there's there's like they have like Jonah from One Living, Only Living Witness on. Hold on.
1: Okay. Okay. So uh, right, whatever. There. Here's the thing. Converges had such a discography that even within the four record span that I know well, I still fuck it up. This is a record that means a lot to people. Uh, Death Wish is going to do an exemplary job of making it shiny and beautiful. Go pick it up. That's a and Death Yeah, I mean,
2: I think the the title track of this mm-hmm. top five songs Yeah, there you go. The sludgiest. Like I remember seeing, like seeing them play this before the record was out, and even then, you're like, oh.
1: Oh, oh, oh. No, because say. like
2: Jane Doe was so fast. Most of it, like most of it, was like yeah. hyperspeed for that. That like, it's like so fucking. It's amazing.
4: So uh, this record also will play a factor in the topic of today's episode because this is not considered. This is not the Jane Doe as far as aesthetic, but if you ask me, this is an iconic look. Yes. To converge. So we're gonna talk about that as we get in. Tease, let's fade into the next one. Deathwishing.com. Tom, take us off with some run for cover.
2: We're gonna go over to Run Run for Cover's web store. Um and for the holiday season, they're doing um some bundles of their twenty twenty one records. So mm-hmm. you could either get portrayal of guilt Christfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get that for your mom, your aunt, or your cousins. You know, super Merry Christmas, ones. Dad. Merry Christmas! Here's <laughs> Christ fucker. Um, Narrowhead satisfaction. mac scan. Did I say that right?
1: mac scan. I believe mac
2: scan. mac I've been
1: I'm on sorry. tour with them, and I apparently I for all
2: things. One step closer this place, you know. Mini trees always in motion. Mm. Runner always repeating. Mm. Fiddlehead between the richness. Between the richness. Or Citizen, Life in Your Glass World, if you order those records, you get a free run-for-cover t-shirt. Pretty good. And it's actually really nice because like you could wear this, you could wear this to Christmas and no one's gonna be offended.
1: Yeah, it's it's also pretty nice. It's a very
2: nice logo. It's a very, very like North Face, like crisp, like ah, beautiful logo.
4: Perfectly clean. I got one of these RFC shirts rocket on the regular. So, go to runforcoverrecords.com, hit that web store, let them know you came from us, get those end of year bundles. Guys, how you doing? How we feel?
1: Uh I feel
2: of the world as we know it. No, listen. Everybody feels fine.
1: (laughs) I feel fine. Uh, I got my ticket to Australia. I'm excited uh, to see my beautiful partner for the first time in uh, ever. Nice. What like a like uh, what? How many months is that? Is that like twenty two months months or something? Yeah. Um, Holy no twenty. Yeah. So uh, that that's pretty exciting. Uh, I am, uh, I'm remaining optimistic that Australia is going to, uh, have their British, uh, descended stiff upper lip and, uh, not freak out in the face of, uh, Omicron. So, uh, wish, wish me luck. I'm quite excited. Uh, everybody, uh, see you in uh, Australia. Do you know that, uh, is it summer great down white there? attacks are not uncommon. Yes, it yes. is summer.
4: Yes. And it is. And great white attacks are quite common. But I yeah, think I'm they're more common on the uh, Pacific side, right? I don't think the Indian side.
1: Uh, I'm uh, I'm on the Pacific side. Is that right? Why are
4: you
2: acting like you're going to actually go out and like go Perth to the beach? Perth is on the Indian Ocean.
1: I'm on Perth is on the what? It's on the west coast.
4: Yes, it is. On the Indian Ocean.
1: Indian Ocean. I don't coast coast even know. What, I never even heard of that.
4: <laughs> now you're making names up. <laughs> Did I make that name up? No, 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 I'm kidding, you Pat. <laughs> no. That sounds I'm so the, incredulous. I'm on
1: the Pacific Ocean. No, that's the East Coast, bro. You're not going there, are you? No, I'm not going to the East Coast, but it's uh, it's not the Atlantic Ocean that I'm in, is it?
2: Dude, are oh. you kidding? fucking god
1: what are you doing there's only only all
2: of our we have a ton of lovely listeners in australia we apologize for being idiotic Americans. you
4: can't go to perth until you know this shit bro what ocean am i You're gonna be on the indian ocean bro
1: but but hold on but the indian ocean no disrespect to the i guess india is not one of the two oceans i'm familiar with what is it what is it an annex of it's the third largest ocean oh now we're just making shit up (laughs)
4: you're not you're you're also going to be bummed when you find out there was a fifth named ocean that just came in the south ocean southern ocean Um, look so i don't know what you're gonna do you
1: know what's fucked up i want to give people their oceans i don't know where the south ocean is but if it means something to somebody i want to be like oh you have your ocean good for you but like let's keep it simple everybody there's an atlantic there's pacific and then you've got like you know like the black sea you got the baltic you got the mediterranean i, I understand yeah, look, you got
4: this is he's triggering on the the uh geogra- geographic nature here uh, go look at a map and you'll see how big the indian ocean is it's like it's like 30
1: black seas bro yeah but can't we just say it's part of the what's it closer to is it closer to the atlantic or pacific closer to the closer to the pacific
4: but it's it's really separated man it's between australia and africa this is where this is where everyone's brain is blowing up because they're like, what are you guys talking about? Um yo, Indian Ocean's supposed to be really calming. Luke Longley and uh, Phil Jackson went and swam there after they won the third of the second three three-peat Bulls titles.
1: It's good enough for me. Yeah.
4: You and Luke.
2: Pat's gonna um, play across the country doing acoustic sets um when he gets locked down.
4: To, yo, how uh, long t- Tom, just a quick question because this is this blew my mind a little bit because I it's one of those maps are fucked up wise. Yeah. How long do you think it takes to drive across Australia? I mean, it's got to be like a week or 10 days or something. No. No, no, in a car.
1: I'm guessing three days. Four days. Four days.
4: No, because... No, by hours. What's wrong with you?
1: I, I,
2: oh, I did a week. Oh, 168 I hours. I don't
4: know. Okay. It's, it's equivalent to the US. It's 42 hours. Right.
1: Crazy. It's like so on it's our actually maps
4: further to drive across um Australia I
1: think it's close it's it's about the same I know it looks like it's further yeah so on our maps Australia looks kind of small by comparison to the US but I think it's the exact same size like I yeah. think it's like just like no disrespect to Australia but I think it's like just US south
2: but you really? can't really tour Australia like just by van right
1: no, no well
4: there's a large part it would be like if there was literally like we joke about the middle of the country you know that it, it'd be like if there was literally nothing there it was it was all nebraska's
1: yeah it'd be like going from chicago to uh seattle and that's your that's your next show
2: i feel like i've someone's booked me on that tour yeah I, I, you, you know
1: what when, when i said it like that i was like yeah you know what <laughs>
2: i've <laughs> that's been that's there <laughs> two days bro there you go <laughs> but, yeah um so, tom how are I'm you very feeling? jealous
4: how am I feeling? Yeah, other than jealous of Pat going to Australia. I'm jealous
2: of going to Australia.
4: Um, I'm all right, you know. Fucking so far healthy and happy. Ish.
2: Well healthy, sure. Okay. get <laughs> um, like crazy. Come on. How you doing, I'm
4: Bob? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Uh you know, holiday season. Shout out to everybody who's got the holidays coming up. Um, I think I'm done doing all the like bullshit shopping. Um gives me one less mundane thing to say to people I have to talk to that I don't want to talk to, like Uber drivers or people who are cutting my hair. Um, like, oh, I think I'm all done with my Christmas shopping. you know. <laughs> and then, there, then we can go in on that for a while. It's a fun repartee. Um, can I bring up um, one thing before go. I forget it? Please, let's go. I would just like to give a shout out to Adam
2: and Big Jim Records, Big Jim's Records mm-hmm. in New York State, Buchanan. Who, after hearing us talk about the Paul Bear vinyl of him calling me and my bandmates an unfortunate slur, sent us copies in the mail. Mm. I love it. So now we all have copies of my my moment. It was it's literally my moment.
1: <laughs> Bless up. Fuck but the record. Fuck hardcore. I like, the, hard I like that he fuck. had that many copies on hand.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, fuck that. Like I put out a bunch of records. Whatever. Like my moment. Was being the like, you know get like being the victim of pole bear's ire, mm. and it's on vinyl forever. So thank you to Adam for doing that. We appreciate that.
4: Yeah, shout out Adam. Shout out Big Jim Records, which is in Peekskill area, New York. Yes. So anyone who's cruising through uh, this holiday season, stop in and, and get a good one for us. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was so excited to see that. I, I, yeah. I, I can't tell you. So M- made, made my day to get the message from you on that. And yeah. uh, really, all we needed was that nice thank you note. That was, that was more than we could have ever ask for. Big thanks for the records, to Appreciate it. Um, yo, today's
1: a Pat Idea episode. Well, all right. I, I, you tell me if this is a hijack. All right. Mm, Probably. Are you changing it? No, no, no. I want to talk about the topic, but I feel like there is a quick hit that might not be quick at all. And that's
4: fine. Let's do it.
1: The response to turnstile being on network television.
4: Oh, I think I I can feel where this is going from you, Um, Tom. Do you want to give your take on it first? To me, it's been about like 99%
2: overwhelmingly positive. That's all I yeah. saw. Yeah. Um, personally watching it, like I don't know those dudes. But watching it, I felt like uh, an odd sense of like pride. Just because I mean, it was kind of like, hey, fuck it. Holy shit. Like, you know, we, hardcore and punk, you're never like looking to do that. But like they were put on that platform mm-hmm. and like they did right by all of us.
4: Yeah, I had a friend, uh, shout out to Andy, he said it, and he's like, he knows one of those dudes, because one of those dudes, Franz, shout out, uh, Bricktown resident for a while. Um, so he knew him, and he was like, you know, I didn't know, I only knew that dude a little bit, and I don't know the rest of those guys, but I like Turnstile, and he was like, you know, it just felt like a W for hardcore. Like, And it, it, he, he looked at it in a real positive way, I was like, I, I said it to him, I was like, that's, that's nice, that's a really, that feels really nice. It feels right, Hatcher, like a W and i think that's nice it It feels nice to feel
2: a w right they played two songs they played the most hardcore song on the record on Mm -hmm. fucking national tv Mm -hmm. they could have gone to like that song with blood on like something that was a little bit more palatable to like regular fucking civilians that are watching seth meyers Mm -hmm. and they didn't
4: patrick do i see a little do you got a little rain cloud do you want to
1: swing it over here? It's not, No, it's not a rain cloud. Firstly, I, the part that I find most interesting is not my response to it, but is the complete difference in how this was received today versus how it may have been received 15 oh, years ago, 20 years ago. Wait,
4: let's, let's put an end date on this. When is the last time where Turnstile going on Seth Meyers or any late night TV show, what's the last year where people would have looked at it and either dismissed it or used it as an excuse to to turn on turnstile.
1: 2010.
4: Yeah, I'm going to I say mean, somewhere in that think- 2010 to 2012 range is where it's like all of a sudden people wouldn't go, hey, good for them. To, so um, like, fuck that. Ugh.
2: But who would have been like, you know, think about like, you know, late night. T- I mean, who's like pre- before turnstile? Who else made it? like none of like the know. bigger like who's the most punk band that like was on like a national TV show? I mean, Probably, like, we're still watching
4: the the Yeah, right, right, and like they're they're kind of like they're they're five steps further removed from hardcore hardcore no, sure. than yeah, Turnstile. Sure, but like quicksand, what's what what, what late John Stewart show they on? and they were three or four steps further removed from hardcore hardcore than Turnstile. You and know? I mean, John
2: Stewart was known for having alternative, like they had Sunday right. Real Estate. Like, he had, like, that was his deal because he was a fucking city Garden bar yeah. guy, yeah. So, like, that made more sense. But, like, when was, you know, it's usually like AFI, mm-hmm. Newfound Glory, yeah, yeah, bands of that ilk that are all hardcore kids, but like playing very pop music.
4: Yeah, we, we might be forgetting something but i don't think so you know what i mean like i
2: mean like, af on that uh that that uh close remember that that cctv thing that they did with like uncle floyd <laughs> uh, yeah the uncle floyd stuff is really no cool. drummer right was that it
4: yeah yeah any d- sound d- yeah dude that shit's all good i love that shit um fuck you just you just tripped me back to close cctv close circuit tv and like public access tv that's what it was. was i couldn't still, think it would work yeah still a thing in new york city until i don't know i don't i haven't watched cable tv in new york in a long time or i think it, it might still i think it might still it might be, still be. oh it's fucking incredible i love that um i mean that woman robin bird does anybody remember that no.
1: i don't remember
2: it was like it was like a sex show oh okay on like on public access like i don't like like justin could quote it which says maybe something <laughs>
4: about him, I'm not hundred percent sure. He's as a respected public figure, he was That's just right. very aware of the public and their information. Oh for, I
2: mean, it wasn't anything. See. It was like yeah, it was like, you know, it was like Dr. Ruth, but like someone who is very kind of overtly sexual.
4: Mm-hmm. There was nothing
2: like untoward on the show.
4: Yo, uh Pat gets your your hit your hit.
1: Uh, no, I know yeah, i I really. really your head. that's it. You I, just
4: want to talk about the takes. It I,
1: seems like everyone had a positive response a hundred percent I saw nothing, people I, I saw nothing yeah. but positive. I'm sure there's some weirdo hater, Sorry. but like I, it it's just seeing the like a, as Tom said, like kind of like a little like a little bit of like seeing pride uh, directed that way. Yeah. I thought it was just so interesting just by the like comparison and to our listeners who are younger. Uh, honestly you might not get it at all like there was a time where this would be a bad thing like they couldn't come home again and that's not the case with turnstile
2: right you were shooting your shot but like when you fail at that level yes like oh yeah oh yeah you can't come back here now but i think the thing was like this is like a perfect storm because they put out a record that literally everybody loved it's a fact so they want to see them get that w (laughs) Usually when bands from like punk and hardcore get to that level, it's on a record that nobody liked anyway.
4: Yeah, that's true. And it turns and it's like the turning away from hardcore record. Can I be right? Like, like I think glow on might be turnstiles most traditional to form hardcore record. Like not to say any of the records aren't hardcore records. They all are. But I'm saying if you transported someone here from 1987 hardcore kid Turnstile is going to blow their mind in a lot of ways but if they had to pick one of their records they might reach for glow on well, just based on those songs they're driving the, the like d fang is a secret sauce he's he is an unbelievable drummer and
1: keeps them no matter what they're doing so tethered to hardcore hold like, on it's awesome I think I think we're so we're going to talk about the albums of the year, and I'm sure they will come up. So I'm going to save my suck, like uh, I'm yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I'll I'll, I'll suckle a on them later.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, a hot take though, uh, Defang, definite MVP of that show.
1: Oh yeah, he was great,
2: incredible. Like it just showed. Like I mean, the whole band is just they're like fucking killers. But like him, yeah, it was just they did they, they they just. Yeah, it's it was super awesome. Like, fucking TLC, the song is a fucking bad brain song, mm-hmm. with different words. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? So, and so they that, played it on fucking national television.
1: That's what I really want to talk about. Like, I think Bob touched on it when he said it's it's a hardcore record. I I I want to save some of this commentary for end save. of year, but what yeah. I what I will say is uh, I don't disagree with either of those assessments because there's there's some bands that are going for what turnstile. Uh, Obstensively is going for but they're missing the mark a little bit or you know or we could say putting their own spin on it or whatever but they end up going much more alt and somehow turnstile while they might have put out what is to some people's ear an, an alt record it feels much closer to like a roots post hardcore yes. than yes. it does okay. A, a, a an alt record and i think that the fact that they have somehow um threaded that needle is really fascinating and the fact that it resonates with so many people just by virtue of being good uh is really fascinating but we can talk about all well, that let's, let's talk about
4: the record more later um major kudos to them turnstile doesn't need any more praise from us we probably do it every five episodes but yeah you mentioned threading the needle they've threaded the needle based on <laughs> being exceptional musicians and exceptional songwriters and doing an unbelievable job there but also like there's a level of thoughtfulness into the way they handle their band and we've praised it a bunch of times so we don't need to go too hard on it but you can tell uh, give them the W if you're a hater on turnstile yo I understand a lot of my friends don't like them most of them just go "Eh, not my shit cool good for them the ones who are dusty about it you're trying really hard to be dusty about it. And that's And You don't need to. It's all good. It's a struggle.
0: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
4: So, so today's topic is a good one. It's something I think we've circled a lot in different ways, um, and it's kind of uh, behind the curtains. We talk about evergreen. The quick hit makes this a not evergreen episode, but this could be because it's something we can talk about at any time. And uh, the concept's one that I, I really appreciate. It's it's the complete album. So PK, give it.
1: So. Uh this occurred to me as I was reading a comic book from the very early 2000s, and it felt complete. And that, that impression that it left on me of a complete work was really strong. It, it, and it made me think about all the failings of things that I've done in my life and also like that other people have done, That things that I like, things that I think are good work, but they're not complete. And what got me thinking about Complete is that every facet of, of the uh, piece serves the whole. And, it, and we've described this before as a vibe or, or, or uh, like kind of a holistic energy to the thing. And uh, I, I just wanted to talk about and praise records that we think achieve that.
2: And a lot think- of the classics, like going through like in my head – like planning for this?
1: The classics do not, Tom. Really? Do not.
2: Yeah. So for example, if I could throw out an example of one that it does is. not. That like when you think about it, you go, Wait, what?
1: Yeah. Hit me. Tied down. Mm. Oh no. No. Sure. Uh, yeah. Decidedly yeah, I mean, haphazard vibe. I have the a, cover have, is embarrassing. Right.
2: right. Yeah.
4: I have a I have a reverence for the cover in the the back and all that. Yo
2: because of the record.
4: Because the record. it feels low energy it feels like it was kind of like oh let's get something together here it's not there's, it's a, like there's a, tying a, someone down right <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's know, pretty on, on the nose it, fucking it's terrible. On the nose, and it, it's like that energy whereas like if you look at the negative approach seven inch okay um now but even that's pretty bad it's you know what it total is total recall it, is
2: the best of the three
4: I don't know. I don't know. I think the 7-inch, because of the manic look on the face, I think using that face, which, by the way, that's not an old reference at that point, right? No, that's that's what's extra weird about it. Right. It's like a pseudo-current, but they tried to pull it out. I think the insert and all the artwork and ephemera around it really helps. Um, I like the text at the bottom. I think it created form in a lot of ways. Like That's so much even regardless of your feeling of if that's a plus work or, or C work, it's two steps above the tied down LP. Like clearly, right? Like it's significantly better than the LP. Do you agree with Tom?
2: Yeah, I I would agree with that. So uh,
4: I, I think this is, I, I tend to agree. And it's something where the ask to the listener who's hearing this is to do exactly what we just did, where it's like, yo, I have a reverence and passion for Negative Approach Tied Down. But I have to pull myself out of it and go, wait a second. Do I actually think the record cover is good? Or do I love the record cover because I love the record so much? And that's kind of the fun ask. Um, Like, would you find
2: this? If you were flipping through and you were at a record store. Yes. And you had no idea, like, who Negative Approach was. But you're getting into punk. And you were flipping through, and you saw that cover.
1: I would hate it.
4: I would keep going. Same. Right. So so here, let me give an example of a, a record cover that that I think pulls in the energy. That, that to be honest, I really like the record, but I like the record cover more, uh, Corrosion Conformity, Animosity. Yeah, it's cool. Really cool looking. Has this, again, kind of has that, like, it's really detailed, it's kind of gnarly looking, but you see it, and you read... You get the name, Corrosion and Conformity. The name of the record is Animosity. Then you see the cover and you're like, yeah, this all tracks. You know what I mean? And I think the music fits. It's complete. I just wish I liked it as much as I like the music on Tied Down. I just don't. So I also, I think it's a worthy conversation, Patrick, the idea of being complete and and expand upon that because I think we're, we're going right now to the aesthetic because I think that's a huge part of it. I think the record art and everything feeling like it ties in the right way is important. Um, But I also think the music on the record is, is a part of it to me too. Is, is, is it complete? Oh yeah. Well, there's, is it episodic? Is it like, like, so you, you, you did the comparison to comics and comics by nature, by definition are a periodical. They come out in an episodic in their episodic entertainment. Theoretically, stories are called story arcs
1: yeah serialized (laughs) storytelling and in principle that's the energy that we should get from a good uh, a good track listing Right, Uh, And,
4: and if you go from 1 to 12 or 13 or 14 or whatever it is that you feel that sense sonically as you go through that you've and I don't think it's necessary for every record but occasionally you get a record that feels complete
1: well, can I give the next one, one that we've talked about on this podcast? Please. And I'm going to challenge it in one respect. Humanity is the devil has such a vibe. We've talked about it. It's there's something impressive about it, right? Yep. But does that goofy photo of them on the back from the Warp Tour take yes, does it take away or does it add? Oh, so <sighs> the photo. The fo-
4: so here's the thing. When you say from the Warp Tour, it Doesn't pulls help. it out a little bit. When well. You just see the photo. I love the photo. I so do it. I? Because if you
2: don't know them and you're like, this band is so evil, but look at them.
4: Yes. And you see, and I contrast, think it's awesome. And the contrast between one, band name, two, record title, three, record cover, four, sound. Well, and then five, that live shot, you go, wait a second. These aren't all dudes in black shirts and black jeans. Correct. And that's, that's, that's what we
1: like about it. What we like about it is that we look at it and we go hardcore band.
4: And it, and it creates this different texture that, yo, I don't know. Is it nine out of 10? It doesn't work. Eight out of 10. It doesn't work here. It really works for me. I like that. It's color. It's weird. It's, if you get the details, they're like, yeah, it's, they're playing the Warp Tour. It's like, no, don't tell me that. Fuck. But everything else about it, when you just have it as part of the the document, I fucking love it. And it's a good example. Yo, it's not my favorite
1: Integrity record. It's probably their most complete. Uh, well, let me add something. I think that vocal test makes the record, and I don't mean <laughs> because I don't mean because it's good. What I mean is. That's a fucking vibe. Yes, the personality
4: infuses from jump. Yes, yes. it's got a booklet. It's got yeah, it's weird
2: a- fucking soundscapes. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. So you remember I, the
2: booklet.
4: I
1: I remember the booklet. Yes.
2: That came. Yo, I don't know if that still is it comes with the book? record.
4: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and and, yo, iconic artist Possad doing the art and. Doing the art that feels a little bit out of his style, like it is his style yeah. clearly, but it's not. It's I would not, yeah, no, not just a right. skull. not
1: Um,
4: I think that's a complete record. D- let's do this. If we're going to throw out some undisputed or eh, whatever, or eh, I don't agree. Let's let's give it so we can go. It's unanimous. So to me, undisputed integrity, humanity, is the devil is a complete record. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Undisputed. Give us another one. Tom, you got any to come to mind?
2: I have yeah, I have a list. Yes. Um, this one, I don't know how familiar everyone is with it. Not mm-hmm. that I'm pulling from a fucking this is a very famous record, but I don't know if you guys are fans of it. Mm-hmm. And depending on your taste, maybe may work or may not. Mm-hmm. For me, River Runs Red, Life of Agony. Complete record. Because so the whole story is that this kid gets broken up with, loses his job. The record ends with him killing himself. Mm. But I don't. So throughout the record, there were like voicemails like reaching out, like you don't show up for work anymore. Fuck you. You fought like all this sort of stuff. That's like, it's like literally a like there's like a song and then it's like Monday. Then there's a song and it's like Wednesday. It's like a full week of this person's life. And the record ends with like his mother finding him. It's pretty good, but like the 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 artwork is like a painting of like like a bloody arm from like the dude. Like I mean, it's very it's it's fucking you know pretty depressing shit. But the record's pretty depressing. But I think like for an entire pack, like this is like a, a theme that was played out through the lyrics through the interludes, through the cover, I think it's like one of the more kind of like cohesive pieces of music, at at least in hardcore in the last
1: 30 years. I would have to give it to you as I don't know enough. And
4: I don't know enough either, but I'll say this. I think regardless of how you feel about the record, the album cover has a feel, right? Like it has an energy and it's, Like an iconic look that I almost feel like it's one of those things where certain bands have record covers that are part of who the band is and this is one of them you know like here's the logo the you know everything kind of fits I don't even think it's the best looking cover but it just is what I think of when you say Life of Agony is this record cover so that certainly feels like a part of being something that goes beyond just a record you know absolutely all right, I got one that I think both you're familiar with, at least enough. And it's a record and I talk about it a l- lot, but I, so we don't need to go too hard in it. But when it comes to complete records, one of the first things that comes to my mind is tragedy, self-titled. Sure, first tragedy sure. record, right? Yeah, iconic, iconic art. Everything feels, everything feels like death or about to die, and just miserable and and hard. And there it is. I, I just think that's a great example where everything feels. Of a piece. Yeah. Yes.
1: Correct. It, it, absolutely true.
4: Okay. Undisputed? Undisputed. I think, yeah. I think, LOA, if we, if we, you just have the wrong audience here from me and Pat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All
1: right. Uh, who's next? Well, I just want to say a thing that is so minor that you and I have talked about. It, 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 Tom, I don't know if you had a strong opinion on it or not. The black and white art. With the single band of color. Yeah. So utterly perfect for that record. Yes. It, we're, we're getting into like real minutia shit, but that minutiae shit pops. It's yeah. awesome. And you'll notice that they don't use it for like it does that's not blood or anything. It's a single band of color. Yep. It's fucking dope. Uh, I've got one that I just want to read this on Discogs to you. Mm. This is you're not going to be able to guess this, but you can if you want to try. This is the comment <clears throat> uh, of it on Red. Strictly limited to 50 pieces. Discog statistics say 55 people have this. I guess somebody is lying. Now, <laughs> do we? Th- here's a question for uh, you know people who have played on records and people who have put out records. Do we think somebody's lying? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I think that there's 50, I think there's a hundred of these
2: (laughs) that are.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, no. Yes, you're correct. The band. Uh, (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Because you never get exactly what you asked for print, like record wise. There's always overage.
1: Uh, Here's one that I'm curious what you guys are going to say Mm. about this. I think you'll give it to me. Maybe not. Mm. Marauder Master Killer you can look at that art and say pretty goofy. Yeah. In conjunction with the name, with the album name in conjunction with what they were doing. Does it just happen to transcend how goofy it is and arrive at a real kind of, this is a person like, I guess this is what I'm driving at. The person that loves Marauder is still a person and mm-hmm. was a person when this record was contemporaneous. Yeah, it, it is 100% a type of human being that this art, this band name, this album name, grips that person, and they get it immediately. Is that a complete record?
4: I have to defer to both of you. You're way more in the know on this. I'll say this. This record feels like that from the outside looking in. It feels like borderline definitive of time. Honestly, a lot like what Tom was talking about with Life of Agony. To me, band name and title should feel in sync. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Life of Agony, River Runs Red. I don't know why, but the Life of Agony and then River Runs Red, which evokes like, oh, is it a river of blood? Blah, 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 whatever. You know, it's like, okay. Um, Master Killer with this art. Which, by the way, when you look at the cover of this record and the proportions, this is like some real sub Rob Liefeld shit right here. Yeah, but yep. when you pull out, it's like one of those, it's a it's is it what is it is it a Monet? When you look at it, when you get up close, you're like, ah, I don't, you know. From afar, though, it's it's this badass dude holding the sword. You know, yep. you're like, all right, it 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 feels very of the time but definitive in a way so
2: yeah I mean I think it's like it depending on your taste it's like the same thing with the Life of Agony record it's like you could think this is like the cheesiest thing ever mm-hmm. or think it's rad as fuck yeah I think the layout like you know Jorge's wearing like a, like a, a bandana yep like the video is like a fucking Mortal Kombat video <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: Some it of the pro- no it really is I mean it's yeah. like and then Jorge's like sitting in the throne watching people fight and sing to it's you know, like, and like, the promotional that is got the
1: braids in that, right?
2: Yes. Yes. He's, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. The fucking hardest dude alive. It's perfect. Um, and, like, yeah, like, the promotional thing was, like, I think it was throwing stars. Yes. Like, Marauder Fuck. throwing stars back then. Yes. But I think, it, depending on your taste, like, it could be, like, this could be, like, way too much and, like, too computer generated. Mm. Or it could be the sickest thing ever. But I think it, no matter what, you got to say, it's, like, a cohesive piece of art.
4: I think that's true. I think yo when you look at the picture on the back and the cover it all works together, you know? And and say what you will, there were people and there are people who look at this record and look at photos of this band from this time period and go that's what I want to look like. Oh yeah. you know what i mean
1: so morgana
2: still has
4: braids yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, if
1: you can pull them off they're cool if i get hair if i get a hair transplant i would do it
2: (laughs) mine just grows out it doesn't grow down that's the only problem
1: yeah that's wild um
4: yeah so so here's my question sonically is this this a complete journey if again outside looking in this is the one everyone cites
2: yeah from marauder you know what I mean? To me, this is their perfect record, yeah.
4: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, I think I think this would qualify for, as a complete record. Um, and, and that's the part. you got to be able to pull yourself out a little bit and go, you know, like, this isn't a record I love, but people love it, and they don't, and that's a good way to do this. If it's not something you were passionate about, people love this record and don't just love these two tracks. It's like, no, 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 this is a record that we want to see them do first to last and i need to own the shirt and please no don't don't mess with the colors everything has to be exactly as it was this is what i want you know
2: yeah and i think the way like when pat like you know brought up the the like the theme and stuff like i always kind of looked at it as like like a cohe like you know a cohesive thing whether or not you like it whether or not there's a couple of songs you could probably do without sure like just to look at it and be like Yep, this is like, and not, you know, it's easy to kind of do it retroactively. There's some great, you know, I mean, we talked about Negative Approach. We talked about other records that are like, no, this fucking is, cover. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. just fucking unbelievably bad.
3: <laughs>
2: you know what I'm saying? Like, this record is, there's great, there's better records with less, with terrible covers than some of the records we're going to talk about.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure.
2: You know what I mean? All right, oh, so I have, I have I I have have a list.
1: Yeah, go. get us.
2: Do we want to do one? There, there's one that's going to be a two of three, and there's one that's going to probably be a three of three. Which one do well, we want to
1: do first? Well, c- hold on. Maybe I can direct you a little bit, Tom. Yeah. You, you said earlier a thing that I w- was confronted by and makes sense, which is that a lot of the very early hardcore releases, the ones that we think of as like, you know, like for us maybe – Uh, very records, like
4: untouchable classics, etc. Yeah.
1: And for first, first to, you know, uh, first 10, you know, first, whatever. Uh, a lot of those are by nature haphazard. Uh, did you find any classics that are certified? This is a complete record.
2: Um, like from, from that, the early eighties, let's
1: say through 80, let's say through even 87. All right. I'll, I'll give you a couple
4: right off the top of my head. I got one. Go for it, Tom. You go first. Break down the walls. Oh, interesting. Okay, because I just
2: I feel it. like that like that energy on that record and the energy on that cover. Yep. All it's fit together. Up.
4: The pictures of the guys on the back—they're all kind of yelling and moving. The whole record is a move.
2: It's like break down the walls. Ray's like reaching out to the crowd mm-hmm. to like bring them through to the other side. It's I think it's
4: <laughs> <laughs> the photo itself. It's it's like a photo... People have picked apart the photo one bajillion ways um, and studied it. You know, like uh, I think the look of the record, how it's stark, bright colors, straight text. You know, like it's defining a a, a micro genre in a genre and and yeah. bent the way punk records looked for at least. I mean, from that point on, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's people that put out records in 2021 that are still going for that vibe. No better haircuts
2: now than that was on that cover because <laughs> raised. Um, there
4: so yo how about i mean do all three of us think that minor threat out of step is a complete record oh Um, yeah
1: actually yes yes perfect Perfect art
4: perfect perfect art and by the way like um salad days uh you know it's cool it's it's like it's good you know it's good the in my eyes cover just a live shot but cool but like it's not but the first seven inch the crouch shot you know and then the back cover the back cover is a little messier than people remember or think about the first minor threat seven inch the filler seven inch you know mm-hmm. yeah but the cover's iconic I think the records iconic so that's a perfect that's a complete to movie too um, chromize age of coral uh, it sounds like a bomb drop the covers are bomb dropping uh, the Basically, a lot of the elements of the band, for better and worse, personalities, good things, bad things, are all embodied in the art and the design of that record. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at it. You're not wrong.
4: Right. Regardless of feeling. Um, So there's others like that. It's that that content meets form thing that I kind of get real jazzed on. Where I think like there are there are examples, but there's a lot that don't, you know. Um, and there's a lot where you got to think about it. Like, yo, I'm a sucker for Raymond Pettibone art. I really right. love oh all God. those Black Flag record covers. <sighs> Do damaged? I, uh yeah. I mean, I'm I, I like it a lot. I think but it's like, awesome yeah like damage might be the most and low key, I really love the back cover of damage. I just think the way it all lays out is perfect. Um, but like the the pet, like my war slip it in loose knot in yeah. my head, that run where it's all the the um, bone art. yeah, like that's the question where I go, I love the art. I like that they had a thing going on with the colors and just these bright solid colors. But do I think that it is a complete record with that? Do I think it? I'm not sure. Like I, I don't think so. Totally. Like could Loose Nut have different art? Yeah, maybe. I also think it could have a different guitar tone because the songs rip and the guitar tone is um, uh, subjective, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I don't like. Those are to me at least three of those four records are classic. Uh, two were certified. One is damn good. And I still wouldn't consider them complete, if that makes sense. You know. I think example, that's fair. But yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, I think the artwork is amazing. But not all of it ties to me. Their stuff yeah. doesn't always tie into
4: the record itself. So so here's a question. It's a separate the, thing. Right. And, and look at the cover. Like, okay, so of those, the four that I just gave, My War, Slip It In, Loose Nut, In My Head probably the artwork that ties in the best might be loose nut but the title track of that record is just really weird and so's the art <laughs> it's like what right. the hell is this maybe like family man in, is the you best know? one no family man's really cool i think that fit, it fits the best yes whereas like uh, on just just aesthetic the cover of my war is iconic and looks really cool sure actually sit and look at the photo is it a puppet like, is it a right. block glove? Is it the Arby's thing? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> um, so, so, all right, Tom, you were asking us to direct you. Give us the three of three first.
2: Three of three. We're I'm gonna, gonna one go. One. Um, his hero's gone. Fifteen counts of Orson.
4: Yeah, that one. The I artwork. Is, yeah, and the
2: just the entire fucking vibe of the record, I think, fits together perfectly.
1: Oh yeah!
2: Like I'm literally looking at the artwork now, like because I got a print of it from from the dude who did it, Mm -hmm. and it's it's fucking perfect. Yeah, it is. It's just like the whole vibe, and it's like I think the artwork and the sound of the and the lyrics and and just the production, everything sounds perfect. Like there's other stuff that is fucking that you know, like fucking monument to thieves. Like that artwork is cool shit. I think the plot. But I feel like this is the, is the most kind of <laughs> cohesive.
4: What happened? I think the plot sickens is my personal favorite. However, I'm not going to disagree. I think this is undisputed. It's great art. It fits the record really well. I also think low key, it fits the time period as well. Like it feels there's a bit of this to me that it feels like it's of the time. Does it? Is it defining? Is it one? No, but it feels very 90s. You know? Oh, absolutely. So. I think I love the I love the plot seconds art, but that it's just kind of more stark. Whereas 15 Counts of Arson" has it just has a lot. Of, it also stands out in its peer group. You know what I mean? More so than sure. than the record I the the plot seconds art. So
2: yeah, it's the only um, one, and it's
4: their only LP with color. Yes, correct.
2: <laughs> um, the other two are fucking black and white and stark as fuck.
4: So let me give you guys one that's a little different, and I'm very curious is blacklisted heavier than heaven lonelier than god a complete record. Yes. Um yeah, I'd have to say so. The cover I, and
1: I do not like that cover. It doesn't matter. It's it it works for what That's, you know that's what I mean? my like,
4: thought. I I like it, but I think that's the part is whether you like it or not. It really, it's evocative in a way, whether you like it or not, I think it evokes a weird feeling in a similar way to what they were trying to do with the record.
1: Well, also let me say that it really, really speaks fully to its era without being lost in it. Like, that super clean... So Death Wish Bands had... Like this cleanliness to the, cause, you know, fucking Jake is the mind over there, right? So nothing is, like in terms of art, nothing is leaving that office looking like dog shit. So the Deathwish releases looked good. And some might argue mm-hmm. that there was a sameness to them. Mm-hmm. That's a little unfair because it was more the era than Deathwish's influence, right? Yep. But that record looks as clean as the shit from that time as thematically in the pocket as the stuff at that time, but it doesn't get lost as being, oh, that's one of those records. I think it, I think it meets our criteria. I, I love it, the
2: fact that the name's not on it.
4: I agree. I think it helps them. It helps the feel of the record. It also context matters with this shit to me. Um, in the same way as it's better if you don't know integrity photos for taking at a warp tour, So, with Blacklisted, you don't need to know, but the band had shifted a lot, and their aesthetic shifted with them, and I think that's reflected on this record. Um, Quick fact about this record that I think is great. It's 11 songs. Guess how long it is.
2: I can't answer because I just looked.
4: Okay, don't answer. Pat, guess. Um, 26 minutes. All right. 11 songs, it's 19 minutes and 37 seconds. Last song, Wish, is 324, so you take that off. 10 songs, 16 minutes, 13 seconds. Let's take off the longest song on the record, which is Circuit Breaker, 4 minutes 13. We're talking about nine of the songs (laughs) tracking in at 12 minutes. It's pretty dope. Minute 22, minute 16, minute 43, 50, 219, 413, minute 5, minute 7, 49, Minute twenty nine, three twenty four. Hats off to Blacklisted. What a fucking cool record. I, I actually, I was curious because I don't know. I think there's people who who would say they don't know it, but I think sonically the songs also feel like a like a complete selection. I think closing yeah. with Wish. I think Wish is a great closer, and it feels like if you if you wanted, you could say. If you only take one blacklisted record, here it is. You can take this, and you get a whole story. It's not their only story, but here is a whole story.
2: Yeah, and I think this is their midpoint between their earlier. So if you like the heavier yeah. earlier stuff, you'd like this. And if you like the more experimental stuff towards the end, yeah. you could also get into this. Yeah.
4: Feel it. All right. Tom, you had another that I think you said was probably two or three.
2: Yeah, I know Pat's going to agree. You'll agree yeah. probably. Okay but it's you're not a fan.
4: Okay. You destroy right the Pat? machines. Yes.
1: Yep.
2: Earthquakes <laughs> destroy the machines.
1: It it is the fullest of their records by far. Mm-hmm. Gamora season ends shot for a more cohesive uh, aesthetic to the layout, but nothing compares to what they uh, so the the cover the artwork the co- is incredible. The cover is perfect. The as we've talked about the kachunk kachunk,
2: the churning of the machines. Ugh. Yes,
1: perfect. Uh, the songs themselves have. It's it's a very. Uh, I don't think that this is what Carl was going for necessarily, but these are these are not like. This is not like a upbeat revolution that he's fucking marching on. This is a very like these are dark songs and uh, extreme songs. Uh it, it's perfect. It's a it's a complete record.
2: Did so, you got this on your list?
4: Yeah, I did. Okay. I think this is the best Earth Crisis best artwork. Yeah. And it's not particularly close? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because like uh Firestorm is memorable but not particularly good. And then they have a couple records that are fine art but again can kind of get lost in the sauce the only thing that this record you know i think there's been some versions of it cuz it's been pressed where it's a little darker when you look at this art in its natural form with the brightness and the colors and you can really see those reds it stands out it's a, it's a nice looking ar- album and for both of you the the tracks on this this is it like this is if you gave AP. someone just one earth crisis record this would be it right
1: uh, it might be Firestorm for like the instant grab. Destroy the Machines is not like it's not as easily likable as uh, you know. We we know people that straight up fucking hate Earth Crisis that like the song Firestorm. So sure. I might I might give that to I might give that to them instead. But as far as like oh hey you know a little bit about music you're you're open to hardcore music you're you're not against a metal slant to it. Destroy the Machines is top tier.
2: Huh? Reading, yeah, I wouldn't disagree at, at that, all. Yeah. But, you know, pretty I mean, wild that everything on this record was written by Carl.
1: Yeah, I don't really understand that.
2: <laughs> like, I mean, he not, was the bass player at first, so he probably can play guitar.
1: Well, he wrote the demo. My understanding is he wrote the demo entirely. I did not think that that extended this far into their career. But what do I, what the fuck do I know? Yo, so that's that's a real interesting
4: question. Then, like, do you think? there's an alternate, like what would have a purely Carl vision of earth crisis been like marching forward. Would it have been better? They way went way that way. way? Really? Oh, I,
1: okay. No, I, I think that, I think that, uh, a little more NYHC probably a little yes, more. I, yes, I, uh, I think, I think Carl's vision at this time, I think he really, I mean, I'm sure he still does really loves the New York hardcore stuff. Whereas some of his bandmates, I, th- I think became metal dudes, faster than carl did
2: that's my or reason. yeah i mean or the dude that insect who is like a fast hardcore band.
1: yeah oh no listen yeah. I, I i have no doubt that these dudes love fucking hardcore but like i think their vision for earth crisis was they get their metal out on it like sure. certainly drummer and guitarist get their metal out on it you know mm.
4: Mm. yeah i don't think i don't i don't i would uh, this is i think it's pretty undisputed this is because it's like defining right like it's it's interesting to me, because you guys are both big Earth Crisis fans, and it's always kind of interesting to me to talk about it, because I've never had a familiarity in terms of like what would everyone say is the Earth Crisis record, and the f- sense I've gotten is there are a few, there's not a consensus. Like Youth of Today, a lot, maybe most would say break down the walls, but you have a really large one on its alone contingent, and you have people sure. who go with the earlier, but you know. You, you, there's a little bit of a spread. With Earth Crisis, I've never <laughs> been able to quite get a handle. I know it's not... I mean, uh, there's definitely
2: records that they're not.
4: Right, it's not Breed the Killers. <laughs> no. no. But it's probably not Gamora's. Gamora's. Gamora's has its fans, and this has its fans, and then there's people who are only on the... Uh, I just like the demo and in 7-inch kind of thing. Um, is there any others? Because you're saying Gamora's is typically not it. Is this it? Is this the one? Or are there, you know, not just speaking for yourself, but Crisis fans at large, are there any others that maybe someone's hearing this and going, no, guys, you got it wrong. This is fun, You guys want to call this complete. But X is more complete. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener
2: survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads,
1: I wouldn't think. No. I mean,
2: Firestorm mm. is, is all the songs on it are great, but that cover is fucking whack. Yeah. I feel like that's so lazy. That looks like it's like a,
1: yeah, it's clip art. Or, or,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of like, Hey, we're putting out like, here's a promo from my band. And then it became an album. Like, well, came, like, you know what I'm saying? Like
1: we, the logo gotta, is cool. We've got to talk about one next. If you don't mind Please. that no I way. think that I think stumbles on the art and the art is, now iconic only because of the album not like we can't i i would be curious to hear your defense
2: Mm.
1: is uh satisfaction is the death of desire
2: oh terrible cover
1: okay so you're on my side tom that that does not it 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 only works because we love it now it's not good It's,
4: it's in the it's in the uh tied down category
1: Okay. All right. Interesting. I I wondered if you guys were going to be like, well, it's, you know, it kind of helped kick off an era visually, which I think it did, but Uh, like, but not in a good way. Not in a good way.
4: Yep. Right. Because I, I, there's a lot going on with this that.
1: So, all right. How do you guys feel about the read logo? (laughs) I mean, listen, you want to talk about things. So Earth Crisis, is that, is that a good name or a bad name? It's good.
4: Okay,
2: it's, interesting. it's good for what their vibe.
4: Uh, it's okay. it's. It, I mean, it, do is it suffering? Like the first time you hear Earth Crisis, like if you said you could elevator pitch Earth Crisis so easily, this band's Earth Crisis, they're uh, a vegan straight edge band. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, right. You know, slightly okay, metallic. That's fair. You you can do it in under ten words. You know what I mean? Like really easy, and the name fits. You're like, oh, Earth Crisis. Okay, I get it. Gorilla Biscuits that's b sharps you know like what the fuck is this the first time when i when i was 14 telling my dad's uh, my uncle that uh you know oh which which one of your favorite bands oh youth of today gorilla biscuits like gorilla biscuits the fuck you listen to like you know i mean i don't even know how
2: like they were like yeah that's like uh what was it for quaaludes or whatever quaaludes, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. but like was that like a common thing because i had never heard of that I think we are all too young, maybe, yeah, or just yeah, you am. know, I don't know. Like maybe people didn't do quaaludes when I was in the eighties. I don't know. Yeah.
1: No, we 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 missed the quaalude we, revolution. We did crack. Yeah. <laughs> that, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah.
4: Uh, a, 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 a gorilla biscuits just sounded better than crack babies or something. You know what I mean? Like, all right, crack so, muffin.
1: Uh, so wait a second. It was hate logo terrible. Let's get yes. Let's get back to hate first. Uh, okay, Tom, c- your vote is terrible. Okay.
2: The fire behind it, I think. I the- think it's
1: if for a hardcore band. It's a goddamn abortion. Like it could. The typography is fine,
4: and it
2: could yes,
1: easily sure. be for a rockabilly band. Like you yes. wouldn't blink an eye. Yes, right. That's this this could be Electric Frankenstein. Yes, right. By the way, sorry to take us backwards. I'm looking at the interior to the Destroy the Machines LP. It's fucking perfect. I forgot.
4: Yeah, I have have copies. uh, Limited copies for both of you that I ordered like two Christmases ago and just forgot to give you. So,
1: oh, nice. Thank you. I destroyed the machines. Yeah. Very kind. Get out of here. Yeah. One for each of you. So thank you. Wow. Wow. What are we buying, Bob? Bob, don't listen. Bob, don't listen. I don't know. What are we buying? Oh, you know what? He does not like. uh, I don't think he likes instead at all. Let's let's just go into the joke.
2: Okay. We'll just buy them like the discography us. with a magic shirt. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh <laughs> all right. Bond's a friendship tattoo for Bob. <laughs> Mail it to Perth. It's your,
4: <laughs> your, your job. You can you can wear it while you're surfing in the West Pacific. Um, <laughs> in the made up Indian Ocean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the hate logo right now, even though it's So I'm
4: looking at it. it's staring me in the eye. I think it's gone it's been morphed oh. a bit. When you actually look at the cover of satisfaction, there's a few elements that they like corrected tweet tweaked a little bit on future iterations which is really funny um but for a classic record this
2: is a weird ass cover
4: yeah you know, so it's got so what are the arguments for it if you love the <laughs> uh, hate breed logo maybe you think it's cool
1: yeah if you're into rockabilly
4: yeah uh the actual the live name shots of that they're using like is jamie not on the cover no he's on the back he's just on the himself. back. so maybe that's a band thing I don't but think a strip over a cover like so live shots cover of blood sweat no tears that was also on my list yeah, I think record. it's a yeah. great cover and if you're yeah, taking live shots there's lots of energy there's like a lot to look at this you look at it and you're like you're looking for something to see and you don't see anything you know what I mean no, there's, there's a
2: lot going on and nothing going on at the same exactly impact. yeah
4: it's not exciting let's talk and about the the th- satisfaction is the death of desire <laughs> which is just like Oh, did you see that '90s emo record? Sure, let's do that.
1: Perfect. It, well, it's, it's also near unreadable.
4: Yes, because it's got the line going through it. It's it it looks like
1: the it looks like the one ring to rule them all. Fucking typography. So on, if you in, look inside under, of the fucking
4: ring, so I'm sure this is a guitar cable under the death of desire. It looks like a dog bed. And I'd prefer to think that's a dog that <laughs> right there. I mean, yeah. Like that's like, oh, you know, like there's some story there. Maybe we can create Right. That hey,
2: I couldn't find anybody to watch my dog on this tour, <laughs> so I had to bring him with
4: me. He's coming. Yeah. yeah Pokey, the official hate breed dog.
2: Is Wait, here. What,
1: what what's going on with the with the Satanism thing on the back? What is that? Oh. <laughs> what is that? Oh God. How have I never noticed this before in my life? Did I uh, So, with
4: yes. the fact that there's a pentagram
2: on the yes.
1: back? Yes. Yeah. Yep. With
4: even more illegible song titles. Like, look, you could, if someone in the year of Our Lord uh, 2021 wants to tell me they think Satisfaction and the of Desire is better than The Age of Quarrel, I don't have any bones to pick with that. I disagree, but it's fine. These two records couldn't be aesthetically on further ends of the spectrum. when you look at this record more there's less to like as opposed to if you look at the age of quarrel there's so much more to be like oh yeah this this looks cool as shit
2: you know know what's nuts this record only came out 10 years or 11 years after the age of quarrel
4: that's right (laughs) when you
2: think about it it's like that's like the the like the previous fucking like uh
4: like trapped under rice record that's right that's right that's right
2: (laughs) like the time seemed if you would have told me in 1997 like that yeah, it doesn't time did not make any sense
4: what about but yeah if
2: you look at this record it's like wait wait like wait, wait what yeah what? what wait what
1: yeah there's nothing about this that you, makes you sense. know like like every every little detail
4: that that we we kind of we've glazed over on a few things but we talked pat brought up the one f- flash of color on the text on the tragedy record so fucking cool every little detail like on this record is like oh that sucks like, yo, it's 1997. Victory got the goddamn web address on the record. What? Yeah. 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 Yo, the $2 the right, for though. cool stuff. If someone yeah. tried to put that on my record, I'd be like, fuck the fuck off. Put it, put it is, in the catalog. Does it oh,
2: does doesn't rabies. have the rabies thing. Oh, it, it does.
4: does. It does. Oh, because he died like literally I like think a month it was one of November the first this. ones that had the rabies thing, which
2: – yo, It might have been the first because this is literally – This came out November 97. Ray died in September 97. And
4: credit, I believe there was some story about them kind of rushing and being like, yo, let's get this on there. So, <laughs> That's pretty sick. So credit if they did. Um, Props on Did I ever tell you happened. my story about this record? No, let's go. Have I ever talked about this?
2: So it's, it's funny because now, now – Like at the time, I was psyched. But now all these years later, it's like, fuck, this is awesome. So on the inside of the record – Or in the layout, um, Jamie Pushbutton, the drummer, is wearing an Indecision shirt. Right. Then they did like a promo like poster and they all switched shirts. (laughs) So on the poster, Jamie Josta is wearing the Indecision shirt and he like switches. I think he switches like a Marauder shirt with Jamie Pushbutton. And they literally all like anyone who could fit in each other's shirts, switch shirts for like the promo cover, promo picture.
4: That's a great vibe. I love that.
2: I thought it was like such a funny. Now I can't find the poster anywhere, but like I own the LP and it's like, it's pretty fun, cool. Like one of the more important heavy records in the last 25 years. Like this dude's got a shirt on, but like I want the poster because it looks, they're obviously, they like no one noticed that they all switched shirts. So it looks like a different like photo. (laughs) Like another, they like they did this at another time, even though (laughs) all all the shirts are the same. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great.
1: Listen, we gotta we gotta order some hate breed merchandise direct by calling one eight 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 four H R D C O R. Fuck Fuck. Oof. Fuck.
2: Gosh. I definitely bought a, a um, drinking what it's okay not to drink shirt from Victory on the phone once. There you go. <laughs> That's cool. That's
1: you called four hardcore. Four hardcore.
2: I, yeah, I think I did, and I had to use my mom's credit card.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Shout out
4: mom's credit cards have driven hardcore for four decades and we'll, we'll be damned if we see it stop anytime soon I, um
1: so the victory calls this victory 63 what are the fucking there's, it's like 30
4: releases that i don't know about dude, we can do we we have teased the victory we can go through and do a lot there's there's a lot of victory records um yeah wow this record is so like the best thing about the record is the pretty lazy looking CD, like the actual CD itself. Oh yeah. Like that's, and it's just, oh, all right. Um, Pat, what else you got?
1: Uh, oh, hold on. Let's see. Uh, okay. So I wanted to address like kind of like a runner up energy, mm. which would be fixation on a coworker by dead guy. Mm. Uh, this, like this uh what would they call it like um the whatever design like mac design that fucking yeah. uh, 95 uh, mac yeah yeah exactly that i th- i think uh yeah so anyway whatever we want to call that yeah i uh, does it age well well it aged really fucking poorly for about 10 years and now we're back to it being like it's pretty lit, honestly. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it fits Dead Guy, even though it was done by somebody in Dead Guy. Right. Even I'm though like – Yeah. Yes. And even though it seemingly follows his vision exactly, it kind of half sucks. Yeah. And – I got to say it sucks. Uh, see, I won't give it sucks. I, I, there's some, There's some element to it that I really like. But is this
2: quirk?
1: It, <laughs> it doesn't it like it quirk. yeah it doesn't i mean is it congruent or is it incongruent
4: oh it's i think the okay so here's what i will say i think the actual logo the dead center logo i don't like the placement i don't i think he's going I he i think that they are going for something i think that Them as a band, maybe maybe dude as who designed it was going for something, but then you look at the rest of the art and it feels like that one element was out of place. I even Mm -hmm. like like when you look at the top of the record, the fixation on a coworker, blah blah blah, as performed by. I think that stuff's all cool. I think I don't think I think the back cover is fine and is a little little whatever, but. Then you look at the interior. There's certain elements of this art, the the record level. When you look at the insert, you always go, oh, okay. When you look at the insert of this record, all of a sudden, you then follow the thread to kiss it goodbye. And there's yes, elements sure. here, both from the colors and scheme. And then you look at the font and some of the illustration. And there's kind of a thread to follow. And so that, again, context, I appreciate more the dead guy logo and the placement with the Adam thing behind it. Yeah. I don't,
1: that truly sucks.
4: Truly that sucks. Truly and, sucks. And like, here's the thing with the vibe and energy of this record. All right, here's what I'm going to tell you. And the reason I say the art hurts this record, imagine this entire record. Just take that logo and Adam thing off and leave it, leave everything else exactly the same. D- leave the band name off. It's better. It's better. It's better, and that, that hurts. We're saying if you omit something, it's better. <laughs> not even, not even yeah. upgrade it. Just take this off, and it's better. That's not a good thing.
2: No. Work ethic was better. Mm. The cover.
1: Yeah, work ethic was cool.
4: Yeah, um, and that's a, the that's a thing. You, you go, okay, why don't you throw these things together? Um, but See, even work ethic,
0: work ethic like it's like, has a yeah.
4: real the, – the, the, the fade on that logo – yeah um I think there's an orange nine record that makes me think of the same thing, the same kind of like oh aesthetic.
1: orange nine loved a uh like desktop uh what wh- what did they call it desktop publishing style yeah uh, fucking logo they loved it
4: so so and, and and there are certain things that i i re there's certain i mean i think the first orange nine the rev record has such a cool feel and energy to it, and then some of their other stuff tries to follow, but just does it a little off like all right, this is this is a lesson that I will bring up. Using varsity letters is a weird art. I have to admit, I haven't always done it properly, but what I've always been able to do is scrap it because I'm like, this looks fucking bootleg. So when you use standard, really clean, especially if there's any serifs, fonts, uh, especially, but but like those varsity letter, just block letter fonts. If you don't use them well, if the spacings off, if you're using the wrong one, it just looks like the second rate thing. And and that that's a plague on a lot of '90s hardcore records because a lot of bands got access to art, were able to do it themselves. So there's an energy there that I love, and I think it's actually come back in vogue. <laughs> Over the last few years where yeah. people are going, Yo, that shit's awesome. And I'm like, Oh my God, no. Yeah. But you know, that's how style moves sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I I wish like I'm gonna stop myself, but if you're ever doing something with big block <laughs> letters, really just be careful and look at it and go, Does this look like the thing I wanna buy and looks cool? Or does it look like the Canal Street version of that? Yeah. All right. So, so I, I veto, I, I'm saying it's not unanimous. I think fixation is a record that if it was just, there's just a few elements that, that would change the design. And, and because musically it's right there, right? Like there is a narrative, there is a, a certain level of like, okay, this feels like a complete document to the song, the music of the record.
1: Okay. Then can I give you one that I think is less contentious?
4: Can
2: I, can I break in? We have some breaking news. We have breaking news. Can I, <gasps> I hope it's five minutes and are...
4: we'll give you the world.
2: <laughs> Antidote, New York Hardcore 1983. Hey, hey, my, my, all these suckers about to cry. Record is completed today. Added my final parts and background vo- vocals. It's sounding incredible. There's going to be some hurt feelings coming for some in a positive sort of way. Fake, boring, and generic hardcore will now have to take a back seat again. Oh, well, that's life. Finishing up the LP, back to the business that was never finished. They actually didn't break up <laughs> the band. They broke up in Milwaukee. And back together.
4: Back to the business
1: what?
2: that was never
4: Is finished.
1: That, wait, what? What? What's it, Tom?
2: This was Tom Sheehan, Eyewitness News, New Haven, Connecticut.
4: Back to you, Patrick. Uh, you had a, a, a special interest story that we were talking about. Um, I don't know what that was. there? And the obituary.
1: I'm like. I'm, like, a little taken aback, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> There's still All everybody. Right. Hold on. I'm going to... I have to step out of this room for a second. I'm going to leave you with this one for 20 seconds. Okay, okay. Oh. Not Jane Doe. Petitioning the Empty Sky. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. Tom. How much of a vibe? I think a very full vi- vibe that is only eclipsed because... A, they started playing smarter music, and people like you know the, a different crowd respected it. And Jane Doe is undeniably like a very complete record, but I think Petitioning has a decided vibe. All right, you
4: step while me and Tom break this down a little bit. All right, kind of vibe. Yes, I, I think this record has an absolute vibe. Um, okay, and this is the one that the Saddest Day is on. Okay. So,
2: yeah, and this, like, it's got the artwork, but then in the middle, it's got, like, that, like, yep. looks like a, a still from, like, a TV show.
4: Yep, some kind of, like, high, high contrast photo in the middle, but this super detailed painted kind of art that's – I got to say, when it comes to art, this has aged really well to me really
1: well sorry i I am waiting in line (laughs) for a toilet 33
4: seconds good job it's it's aged great yeah so i think that has aged really well um but how does it play into the whole record that's my question for you guys Uh, sonically not not my bag you know but but to to what i know what i think to know people who love this record love it start to finish am i wrong about that Yeah, this was like for the Moshcore kids. Okay, okay. PK, where are you? Is he here or did he leave again? Um, Because I think this might... I low-key wonder if this is his favorite Converge record. Because I think it might be. It might be. So I think artwork is there. I I like it. I can't speak to the music, which obviously (laughs) is the more important shit here. Um, But I think the art has aged really well. I actually think that When Forever Comes Crashing also has aged well in a weird way mm-hmm. um, because I think that became even more, like, I think that was influential on so much stuff that then got aped everywhere, like, almost shaped, like, the metalcore genre, you know? Like, oh, look, absolutely. look, I think, I think uh, When Forever Comes Crashing influenced a lot of Poison the Well art. I think it influenced a ton of the Trustkill art in general so yeah. um
2: funny enough i think if i remember correctly jake did the Poison of all art
4: yes he definitely did he did because he, he did a bunch of their shirt designs that were taken out of elements of it so i think you look at these and, and they're patrick we were just discussing is petitioning the empty sky your favorite converge record
1: it probably is yeah
4: like that feels like it is your converge record
1: i mean it's just so fucking moshy like we
4: can, <laughs> exactly what I said. We, we can talk about hits. how the other
1: how the other ones are clever or whatever, but this one's just fucking mushy.
4: Is it a complete? Is the music complete? Like, will you put this? I on think it is. The whole the,
1: thing? The, okay. This so I think that it has a definite vibe. It's just overshadowed because of what Jane Doe brought just a few years later. But I think it's it's really on its own. It Adds some for, fucking hit. It does. And for and listen, for people that don't like maybe Converge is like maybe I don't even oh, know Aaron what Turner, people or maybe they start with Jane Doe a lot of people you know uh, oh yeah sure so like if you're not familiar you could probably skip Halo in a haystack and uh, it, but this you almost this is really good music if you're into heavy music it's a bit more remedial than than uh, oh, uh yeah. Where Jane they Doe? Sure. yeah but it's remedial in a good way <laughs> You
2: know but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not really at all. In
1: the grand scheme of things, no, you're correct,
2: but in their catalog, it is. Yes, yeah, dude. Opening with the saddest, like the record opens with the saddest day and ends with Colony Blood Red. Yeah, you're moshing,
4: oh, no doubt. Yeah, I think, like, I think it, it shows all of our ages and like interest level and when we were getting into hardcore. I think this record, when Forever Comes Crashing and Jane Doe, then Jane Doe closed it and kind of became a new thing but those records are when I flashpoint and think of like, what did I think about Converge when I was younger? Those, the images from these records still really linger, you sure. know? So that's, that's a good sign. Um, all right. I have a question for a record I think is complete, even though it's a, it's a band we talk about frequently ish. Um, but I'm curious to hear what both of you think. It's not my favorite record by the band. Um, But I think it is their most complete start to back, front. Um, And context matters. Slapshot back on the map.
1: Oh, so I, okay. Uh, Are you saying this, wait, this is your favorite one or not? It's not my favorite? favorite. No, Step On, it's my favorite. And it's
4: not particularly close, to be honest. But I just think, so Slapshot back on the map. Could you call this cover... Low energy. Absolutely. But it also is really... It's like going for definition like, hey, this is bare bones stripped down. Then you look at the back cover. Again, simple, straightforward. Here it is. You look at the art. It's got the picture of Choke with the fucking stick. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's great. Uh, you know, the,
4: the interior stuff's great. Great, yes. great. It's all... And it's a band who's basically saying, yo, we were into hardcore in 83... All of us were there, and now it's not. And here we're putting this out, and I think there's a story to it with that record and the context of it that really fits the band. And it's to me, Step On's the Better record, it's not close. It's not close when you actually look at it and read the tracks. But I think this is a complete story, and maybe more complete and more just, here it is, front to back, here's the record.
1: Okay, so, Bob, I think this is a very interesting pick on your part, because... I love Slapshot, so I went looking through Slapshot records to see if there was any that I could call complete. And I I don't think I can do it for this one. Okay. However, I think that this speaks to your uh, judicious use of block lettering. <laughs>
4: <That you> were, <laughs> well, so you I was were, just going on This is a good use of two different block fonts, three if you go to the back cover, and they all work.
1: Yeah, Four. so I oh have God, to give it credit
4: for so I also think the record's called Back on the Map. They're an unambiguously straight edge band. Back on the Map, Addiction, Where There's Smoke. Skip It's happening today, but it's a fine song. Chip on My Shoulder. Great. Like the, great. the name of the band and the title of the record, and then you have songs that play into it. It it's it's close and I, I Urge the Slapshot fans out there to, to disagree. One, Step On It's Better. Has better songs, more tracks, overall better. Back on the Map is a pretty complete record. It's, it just tells the story of Slapshot in one spot. Like no frills. No frills.
1: All right, I, think I've been, I think I've been sold.
4: Okay. I appreciate it. Tom, what you got? I got a couple of more. All right. Tom- Do you want to go through them quick? We can, Pat. How many more do you got? We got time. We're not rushing, but yeah, I'm I'm in no rush. Okay. Um, Why don't you guys go back and forth? I'm I'm chilling. So. All right. Um,
2: Here's all right. Here's a current one. So we we're not
4: showing our dusty asses. Um,
2: I'm going to go Regional Justice Center, Crime and Punishment. Oh, Oh, interesting. I think the covers. I mean, the record's great, obviously, but I feel like their artwork is just exemplary. Mm. Yeah, and the last couple of records, I think the the artwork has been amazing.
4: Again, like it, the it,
2: fucking it, the 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 smoke grenade, or whatever, in the fucking mask, yeah, and like the helmet is just yeah, fucking it's incredible. Great. But I think, but I think this record, I think the artwork, it just it fits perfectly. The fucking music's chaotic. The cover is chaos. He's running away from a fucking Ferris wheel on fire or something. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's fucking awesome.
4: You're 100 percent right. And the fact that you put it, like I said in the context you you put this next to institution, you put it next to um world of inconvenience, uh yeah, it's perfect, yeah, it's complete it's it's great, and I think it tells a lot of story um and I think the music this is my favorite r j c record yet, so, Same.
2: but I mean, I think it says something like you know you can like you could sit with this l p playing and like actually look at the look at the fucking the the cover and look at the artwork like it's mm-hmm. it's not just kind of like it's not just something to keep the the record from getting scratched
4: i agree and i think um so it it hits so it, i think this plays into regional justice center into one of the things that patrick has kind of really put on this band that he likes is that they're they're in genre as a power violence hardcore band you know like they're, they're traditionalist in some forms, but they also push out and try to do different things. And that's why when you look at black and white covers like they've done for the most part, but especially the 12 inches is what I go to, there's a simplicity in them. But when you look harder, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of detail. So, you know, you go, you, the, this one's the best, but you look at this, there's so much detail in World of Inconvenience even though it's a simple image, there's a lot of depth to it. This one's even more. There's just a lot to look at. So I appreciate that with the art. Um, I think sonically, this is, you could single disc and go, here is a full concept and kind of fully formed. You know, I think one of the more cool things about this band is when you actually hear, and low key, very cool about Military Gun too. so shout out to Ian. But um what he sings about and some of the more theme related stuff, you know, you go to KKK tattoo. um, But even, even stuff like, you know, violent crime or taught to steal. There's, there's a theme to it, but he's not just hitting. (coughs) He's going through different, a range of emotions and giving complexity to it.
1: I will, I will give this one my stamp.
2: Thank you, Patrick.
1: Can I give you you a dustier one that I hope you guys don't just think I'm kind of playing favorites. Now I want you to take a look at this one with the music. I don't know if either, I don't know if any of us have thought about the back cover of this record in our lives, Mm. but but I'd like you to give it a go. Murphy's law self-titled.
4: You had me at Murphy's law. Um, Okay, let's look at so lost self-titled.
1: Do me a favor. between the cover art, the back photo, the insistence that the green vinyl is cool yes and the songs. is this not a full picture of this band?
4: Yeah, it's perfect. it's it's who they are yeah
1: yeah' it's, it's,
4: so this is this is a perfect example of complete mm-hmm. record, right? Like, yeah, I
2: can't disagree.
4: Like I think everything about it, there's like I just want to note the fact it's on Rock Hotel matters. The fact it's pro, you know, the Rock Hotel profile. profile. Thing. The fact they're drinking Budweisers on the back cover. Fact that one of them spitting it out. Spitting it out. The fact that one of, spitting spitting out. Out, the that one of them is clearly a metalhead. You know, yep. the fact yep. that one of them is super young and doesn't look like he should be drinking a beer. The cover looks like. Um, you know, it should, it's straight out of Sunday comic strips. It's so good. Like, how did this never, like, how was there never a Murphy's Law comic strip? How was there ever know. a series of this? I want to see more. But now of, that I'm looking at I it, I want to see more of Spliff's Adventures. You know what I mean? For
2: real. And now, is every piece of this artwork related to a song on yes, the record? Yes. Herbs. Did I never notice that before? Crucial Barbecue
4: on the bottom right? Yep they're all off yep. our yep. this is one of the best sit home and rot find that image guy laying down
1: hey this is Steve Choi host of the Musicians Guild podcast part of the Sound Talent Media podcast network within the four walls of the Musicians Guild we'll be discussing the habits idiosyncrasies experiences and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.
4: Like wow, uh, I it's, never it's, noticed yep, that. It's all the songs, yep. Special That's green awesome. vinyl edition. This is perfect. This is this is as complete as a record gets. We we've we've sung the praises of Murphy's Law. If you have never listened to Murphy's Law, um, please put it on listen right now. If you haven't listened to Murphy's Law this year, it is December. You still have time. (laughs) Stop this episode and listen right now. This record or a dark time. Yeah,
2: it's it's a dark and dreary time in America and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Put
1: on some Murphy's Law. Put on some Murphy's Law. Seriously. You cannot go wrong. Yeah. uh, All right. Tom, you've got we can we can do this for a while because I've got one that I'm surprised you haven't said yet. I think you haven't said it for the same reason that I went to Slapshot and said, nah, I don't know. There's something that I know that you love that I think has a holistic vibe to it. It might fall short of what we're talking about, but is there anything that you love that you want to include on this list and you just haven't said yet?
2: That I love?
1: That you love.
2: Yeah, um, that I haven't said yet. Yeah, there's two records. Well, three records that I love.
1: Hit me with one that you love.
2: I am um, gonna go on. Broken, life, love, regret.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm. Um, okay, no I hate this. You know, I hate this.
2: I know, but, I hate you.
1: <laughs> but, but it is. There is a reason that this sold more sweatshirts. In when I was going to when I first started going to shows, you now, Bob, this yeah. would be interesting for you. This would be interesting for both of you because uh, this was probably not either of your experiences. But the shows I was going to, I couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody wearing this sweatshirt. Not my
4: experience until a few years later. Like Murphy's Law, Murphy's, American Nightmare era, start, these started being everywhere. Yeah, okay. And so that kind of infected. Whereas I think it's kind of a scene difference where Albany probably this was everywhere then too. And it just, New Jersey, the shows I was going to, you'd see them every once in a while, you know, but not all the time.
2: But I think like the cover, just like the entire artwork, the like it just—I feel like this is a completely, um, complete like a, a cohesive
4: piece Document, of art. Yeah. Here's my question, my only question, because I I I can't argue it. I won't. I wouldn't argue against that at all. I also think the art of it. I mean, like in reality, like the life period, love period, regret period thing, with the three like. It yeah. is iconic, and it's kind of been like I almost feel like it's been influential outside of the hardcore sphere. And I'm very reticent to to label that on things, but I think this actually has been. Um, would this record sonically be the definitive version of the band? Like, you know, it I mean? is.
2: It's not the best, but it's not the best. But it's the, the, best, it's but the, it's the, the definitive. It okay, right. I think that's an honest
4: right. and fair, and I think that makes it a complete record too. So
2: first two the last two seven inches are actually better in in total mm-hmm. yeah but this that doesn't sound like the, the ba- like when people think of unbroken i think they automatically go to absentee debate probably but like i think this is the record that most people i mean full stop i like uh, hope conspiracy and most precious blood pretty much created a band after this record like yep like the nothing in vain artwork is a fucking tribute to this record uh, yes right. it is right there's like a fucking bloody body in the bathroom bathtub, just like this record. We had a shirt, we had sweatshirts that literally said nothing dot in dot vein, right, right.
4: right. <laughs> like it
2: was like we couldn't have fucking. Uh, you're you're, I, you're, I you're never, it
4: on the wall, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think yeah, like just as a, this might not be their best record, but as a full piece of like realized art, this is as good as it gets for them.
4: I think it's undisputed, unanimous. Pat, um, what do you got?
1: Okay, one that you love that I okay. think you are low rating here. <laughs> Killing Time, Brightside.
4: You see this? this is- the cover. Oh, 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 good. Tom, go in. I think He's the so cover right. to me
2: is on the marauder. Yes.
4: Oh, really? Level All of right. like, meh. Pull, pull the cover up. I don't even. Wow. I don't even think it's meh, Patrick. Um, have you? Right, corny. I'm, I'm going to tell you both. Have you? Either of you seen the N64 Golden Eye, Nintendo 64 GoldenEye cover? If you haven't, <laughs> please Google it now. Okay. <laughs> it's the box N- Nintendo 64 GoldenEye. Okay. Now I'm going to have you look at it. Are you looking at it? I am looking okay. at. it. Okay. Yeah, Patrick, I'm looking, looking, at looking at it. Pierce Brosnan. Why is Pierce Brosnan's yep. mouth that long? Oh. And now you'll what look the and fuck? It. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, yeah, all right. All right. Now, look at, no, wait.
2: Isn't that his hand? It, it is.
4: Hand, but it, but, it, it, but if it, it, you look so at it, it looks like it's his mouth continued because the contrast is the same. And it's, yeah. It's like so Tom,
1: perspective. Tom, this is what this is what's called an art, an unfortunate tangent. Correct. And and it's a bad one. Now this
4: isn't exactly the same, but this is how I feel about the Killing Time Brightside record. One, I. There's a lot of things I really like and there's a lot of stuff I don't like and this is all graphic design nitpicking. I actually think the art on this record is awesome. I think this is a complete document. Um, I'm just going to be super picky here. I hate, hate that the word killing ends at the door and the G overlaps.
1: That's a a bad tangent. Bad tangent, tangent. right.
4: Once you really look at this... Once you really look, I I actually really like that the killing time bright side is sort of like partially transparent. I actually think that's a cool cool effect. Good choice of this. Um, the doorknob is really kind of weird and dispo- dis like just kind of oh. disjointed when you see it. When you see the small child's hand, yeah, it's bad. But <laughs> from this old man, it's it, I can never unsee it. I almost want it's killing time to make sure how short is have, this
2: person? Just He's short, right, right, Listen to me
4: to just have this weird creepy hand. like. I now picture that as Chucky's dad, like the doll Chucky. It's Chucky's dad. Let me plead my case. Charles. Uh,
1: This is so the photo on the back, right, is iconic. Iconic. Perfect. Pretty weird to be honest. Like, yep, the they col- standing
2: out on like a fucking fire escape, just hanging.
1: No, the color saturation is
2: weird.
4: I know, yes, Tom. I know that it's 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 a, it's, it's very it's it's what's funny is they didn't they did dulled colors instead of neons because if you use neons, this is the seven seconds record.
1: Yeah, oh, it's true. But here's the thing let me make the argument between this back cover and uh, <clears throat> this front cover, this does a better job of selling New York as a dangerous place than anything else from New York at that time. This is my argument.
2: I have a counter argument. Oh,
4: I can't wait for it.
1: This, but this feeling of having the chain on your door up at all times to look through hearing at,
2: Weird it pensive face, like it's yeah, a weird and, thing. And somebody wrote "fuck" or "dick" or something on yeah. your front door.
1: And this is a guy who's afraid to leave his building
2: because someone wrote "cuck" on his front door. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new <So>, self defense record. <laughs> Louis C.K. was like writing on graffitiing, and
1: <laughs> now listen. Now everything Bob said is correct. The uh, the hand is uh, abysmal, distracting, and and to be honest. It's less to me. That's a stylistic choice. What is more abysmal is the uh, doorknob, which is at the complete incorrect perspective. It's it's not good. Um, But this has a total New York at rock bottom. I'm afraid to leave my place. Energy that I think is menacing and cool.
4: I don't disagree, and I also think while no one would accuse the guys from Killing Time, uh, no one would accuse them of being fashion icons, there's a real authenticity to this where like I just feel like these are the clothes those dudes were wearing that day. Oh yeah, sure. Maybe maybe Jean Jacket. Yeah, like B.J. Popis so. came
2: over and just like yeah,
4: yeah, yeah like okay, came to the practice space. Yeah, and like th- it's not like they're wearing cool clothes, you know, but they're wearing clothes that are like, yeah, you know what? If it's if it's one a.m. and you're walking down the street in New York and you see these dudes, you're like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. They like they they could rough you up, or they might just be on their way home from a fifteen-hour day, you know. So, um, yeah, I think overall, incredible imagery could pick apart the cover for hours. That said, it's iconic and I would wear a T-shirt with it tomorrow. As would I. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But all right. So in terms of New York menace. Mm, Yes. Yes. I see your bright side and one that we already talked about, but I think needs to be revisited. Blood sweat, no tears. Okay. That okay. cover, if you don't look at that cover and get a little tingly about being like, I could get killed at this show. Can I? The absolute murderer's row that is on that cover.
4: And Walter, trifles. Well, that's the thing is I, I want to tell you this. Once you know, you know, and it's like, oh, shit, right? I think what Blood, Sweat, No Tears does is convey this sense of energy and explosion that's one of the best hardcore record covers in doing so there's things i would change about this cover but not much and like i think you could see this and go this is like it just is all the things you want like this is a record cover that makes you want to go to a hardcore show like to go to your first show and go what the hell is this like it just there's so much energy there's so much going on it looks like To me, it also feels kind of joyful. If I if if you don't know who people are, it's joyful. Yeah, right. You know, so.
2: Right. Then you look at it. It's like bottom left is Jorge from Marauder. Top is is minus from Marauder. Walter's riding the crowd. I think Sergio Vega is moshing. Nope. Uh, I'm looking at it now, but on, on the back too. Like as when I got this as a kid. And like didn't know the like the band yet or anything. It was just like what the fuck? and then like,
1: it's, and then it turns out to be a document.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And, but like, and then yeah, when people would be like, "Oh, you know," like I know what Horace looked like in nineteen ninety three or ninety four when he was a skinhead in nineteen
4: eighty
2: nine. Yeah, <laughs> didn't, didn't realize that was him. You know what I mean? Like, or j- but just to kind of be like, this is what a sicko it all show was like. It was full chaos, and I think this, and I th- I personally am am pretty. Um, this is still my favorite sickle Doll record and probably mm-hmm. top three hardcore records for me.
3: Mm-hmm. It
2: was like a game world life changer. Yeah. Um, but I think this cover, I think also is also, it's awesome. And it's also, it's menacing at the same time.
4: All right. I have two quick comments, then a big question for both of you. Uh, Rich on the back cover. Cipriani. Yep. Cipriani. Um, If you take off absolution off his t-shirt, and maybe put like you know uh, world fair 1973 he could 1000% being play be playing in hawkwind in this photo absolutely oh, yeah.
2: yes and yes. it's also weird that like it doesn't look like his headstock on this yeah. bass yeah. <laughs> like are you playing a headless bass or is it cut off
4: right yeah you don't know you don't know um there's so much to love on this. It's really, it's a really cool record cover. And like, it likely deserves an hour of conversation all to itself. There's a weird world where if you look at the negative space of the crack, like say it's a broken glass or whatever it is supposed to yeah. be. When you see all the gray, it almost has this odd post-punk record looking vibe, which is cool too. Like I my eye always goes to the photos. But if I flip it out and look at, the of yeah. space—it's really odd and cool. So, we we were talking about these two records based on cover art alone. Killing Time, Brightside, or Sick of It All, Blood Sweat and No Tears.
1: I mean, okay, so Blood Sweat No Tears looks awesome, looks fun, makes me want to go to a hardcore show. Killing Time, Brightside, m- makes me afraid to ride the train. Those are two different energies. I don't know. I don't know how to compare them exactly. That's well,
4: fair. Just, 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 which one's better? Which one do you like more? You could do that. Uh, it's tough. Which one? Okay, here you go. Which one are you more likely to throw the t-shirt on?
1: Uh, I mean, I think the sick of it all font on that is very funny, it's <laughs> and great. I, I
4: love it. And, what, and I would the wear funny font. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I would <laughs> wear it.
4: Which they use in a lot of forms, you know what I mean. And if you, they still kind of use it. Yeah, it's just when not you ready. see it in the right context, it's perfect. In the wrong context, like if you look at it on the cover of the CD front, for example, uh, it doesn't look as right in black. And you're like, "That is that even the logo?" But then you see it on the cover of the, sh- the record, and you're like, "Of course it is. It's perfect." <laughs> um, I think I just said all those nice things. I think I might take the cup. Co- I don't know. There's the the golden eye effect of of the bright side cover fucks me up, so I might have to go blood sweat no tears. Boom, there we go. <laughs> um, but I will. I think there's an argument to be made that both are complete documents. Are both complete, you know, pieces of art. And uh, uh, you know, we just we just showed our asses on talking about how many of these are New York, but but there's an element of it that those full links are classic for a reason and we just went through a bunch of classics that we don't necessarily feel the same way about that are yeah. classic records and perfect records even more so, but, uh, maybe don't feel like complete documents. Any, any other, le- any others that are left that you guys want to dig into?
1: Yes. Go. Oh, I'm, I mean, yeah, we can keep
4: going. <laughs> let's let's, I mean, I can let's go do one you. more each from both of you. Okay. and, and it, Then maybe we'll take it to a Patreon. i right, give me two. I only go. have two left. And you, I can go. Really go you, go, you go, you go
2: then. All right. Um, I'm going to – so I, I added one when we were talking about it and this is my New York bias again. But I think in, it, it, from soup to nuts, this is a perfect encapsulation of New York hardcore. Madball set it off.
1: The cover, the baby in m- Yeah, yeah okay. it, o- it almost made my list. I pulled it at the last <laughs> second. Uh, I think there's something just shy, but I could be convinced.
2: I mean the baby in the christening outfit with a
1: gun. I mean it, it's perfect. It's not yeah, the it's album not, is like not, so not New York
2: centric. The back cover, just fucking scary dudes and is graffiti everywhere.
1: Yeah,
2: and, but it sounds it's it's it, to me this is the most New York New York hardcore record ever.
4: I think I think yeah, set it off in the lockdown into New York City. Strong way to start the record. <laughs> Um, but I mean, like it's so
2: New York. Like I feel
4: like I think the intro, blood, sweat, it, no tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But this is like so New. This is as like this and Age of Quarrel are like the most like street New York records ever.
4: I I don't argue it at all. I think this is a very complete and like. Can you like Madball and not like this record? I don't think that's possible.
1: No, that's not the way that goes. It's
4: it and I it, mean, it, I it is. It. Yeah, like I think of the way. That Freddie says, "Set it off, like
2: Dude, you're gonna punch somebody." And in the it's face.
4: it's like synonymous with the band in my head. It's in my head. I hear Madball. I hear "Set it off." Like it's just it's really good. I, I no really no argument kind of- from me.
2: Pat, what was your? I mean, do you want to go into your?
4: Your thought about
1: it. Uh, well, i not trying I to get too really like,
4: roughed up on that Madball drug church tour
2: 2023.
1: Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> Listen, I, I,
2: I love that tour, that would be great.
1: That would be a fun tour. Uh, okay, you might
2: see. be Freddie, Freddie's gonna give you a run for your money though, buddy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he is still one of the uh onstage greats, there is no debate. Um, all right, well, uh, the you're,
2: ba- you're both great.
1: The back of the record is really good,
2: it's perfect.
1: Yeah, Dogs. The back. The back of the record is really good. Um,
2: Where are you finding all the artwork? By the way, when we talk Discogs. about this stuff, I am going off memory. I
1: am going. It's, oh, you are good. I am going to Discogs and going. If you click on the more images uh, on these, bless go typical-
4: straight up. If somebody hasn't seen this, bless to the Discogs peeps who upload all these like really well done, even the ones that yeah. aren't super well done. But like for the completest to have all this art, it's really cool to just click, click, click. Yeah, it is. Oh, dude, all this right. is a fucking perfect ba- dude. Them under the Mad Bull
1: graffiti, yeah, gang
2: yeah. lettering. It's just.
1: All right, I, I'm sold. Under the
2: Williamsburg Bridge, I think it looks like.
1: I'm sold.
4: All right, you got another know Every band member gets his own thank you. True. Yeah, that's very of the time, but also apropos. Does it have like a no thanks list?
3: <laughs> oh, <that> was <laughs>
4: good. I love those. Like the
2: no thanks to my English teacher who said I'd never make it, or like yeah. all that kind of shit. Um yeah. but it's just so fucking cool, man. They think Black
4: Sabbath on the record. How can you go wrong? True. Good good call, guys. Um Tom, you got another. Give it to us. All right, my last one. And I, 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 I'm I'm
2: I would like to hear your thoughts as to, to art artists. I'm not a very art artistic kind of person. Mm-hmm. We're gonna break but your to brain me, over the
4: next two hundred episodes so that you start referring to yourself as an artist. We, we got you. We're maybe. working on it. The Inside Out seven
2: inch. Uh, Okay, Uh, it it, it was it it. was it was on my list. Okay, here's my only pause, and this is my own ignorance. So back me up, like tell me I'm insane. I feel like the back cover doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh, well, in what respect? Because here's the thing that Bob's going to be triggered by. I'm pretty sure Mm. the color choices are straight up bizarre. So like, if so, Tom, this means nothing to your eye, but like. If, 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 well, Tom, actually, I, I don't know much about uh, color blindness. Could you tell me, could you, would you do me a favor and look at that co- cover for me? Um, yes. What do you, uh, could you tell me, can you ID a, again, this is my total ignorance, forgive me, can you sure. ID a difference between the color of the, of the, uh, like
2: the, the framing and the, the, letter. and the, yes. I can't. Okay. can't If I had to guess, I'm saying the lettering is blue and the framing is pink, but I don't think that's right.
1: No, the no, framing so, is also blue. So yeah. Yes, so this is what I expected really to trigger Bob, <laughs> is that you have basically a shade difference between – I mean it's three shades really, but like a between these –
4: the,
1: yeah. Between the – it just doesn't – It doesn't uh, – for lack of a better – there's a level of
4: incongruity this. to it, um, even though using similar shades of a color is very common, especially with blue. Uh, as as people who are fans of blue uniforms uh, can tell you,
2: All right, fellas, help me out. Is the cover the back cover another color?
1: Uh, yes, it's the color of the of the lettering, not the not. See, the, but that looks lighter to me on the back. It is. It is. So th- th- like lighter a- than the lettering. Oh, no, I think it's the same as the letter. The, cover, Maybe, right? the
4: letter and, and from the front, the inside out from the front is the same as the back cover.
1: Yeah, Whoa. that's what I thought. Yeah.
4: Um, and then so now, but this all like,
2: all right, also looking at the back, the fucking no spiritual surrender over the other uh, writing is going to give me a fucking it's, stroke. Right, it's inverted. So,
4: yes, correct.
1: So check this out. <laughs> this almost made my list. And it still may. Here's my argument f- for uh, th- I would say that this is a record that visually does everything wrong. Yep, a- and still but, yes, and still manages to be incredibly evocative and capture something yes. that we all like. And we I all think the
2: cover like. is perfect, though, like the photo.
1: So, so it's it should have been. This
4: is our first note of Zach De La Rocha being somebody special. Is that the image of him? And the way he performed is energetic and powerful in a still like if you look at this photo and you can see it in f- live shots as you go through the dude's you know musical and personal journey, he's so emotive in this photo there's that it it would be very hard to fuck it up, and there's a lot of people who might argue that they tried <laughs> but but <laughs> um in a weird way. And I think it's something that, um, you know, I mentioned those black flag records with the bright, bold colors. I meant we talked to Tom, you brought up breakdown the walls with those, that bright, solid color, you know, um, in the eighties, punk, hardcore metal records were doing what they could to try to stand out from the crowd. Revelation was working on it. And if you look at some of their bigger records, they would often have really big, clear, bold photos. Um, strong color prints, full colors. And it's one of the reasons when you look at the rev discography and the colored vinyl, there's kind of a rainbow effect. They went through a lot of the colors. Um, It's why when you look at the burn seven, it's the logo, just it's might as well be glowing, right? Um, They were going for this blue thing going here. And I don't hate it. I'm a big fan of these. There's a lot of little things I would, if I wasn't a traditionalist who was like, no, this is how it was, keep it. Even its imperfections are what I want. I want the oh, the the track caught the guy breathing in a little too loud. Keep it. You don't, don't take it out for, for perfection's sake. Um, Pat, you want to know what really triggers me? Is the lowercase lettering and commitment to sentence structure on the song on the back. <laughs> it fucks that's me what up. got you it, i just don't like it i i don't like it i don't like the um the justification of the text with the very of the time 80s style like oh the word pebble doesn't fit so let's have peb dash bull yeah it's I, all it's all correct but like you can see in and the, it cuts the, off yeah exactly you can see in the spacing that it's like shit you guys couldn't couldn't figure this out but then you realize like this was either very early digital i think this was very early digital you know um i don't like that it cuts off at the bottom that your green mind tries to tries to tries to what right um but and
2: i mean the, the top like it literally it's like i'm trying to see the schooner like I can't like it's like one of those things like if you stare at it long enough and then you pull back you can see it so that's the, what it feels like for right me.
4: and all that said like what does what do the weird um, symbols are they are they significant it's not totally explained to me um, the insert has some really good photos and also some kind of weird structures all that said I love it and uh, I wouldn't change a fucking thing about it but and it's a complete it's a complete document. But then I ask you guys this: on a purely sonic level, it's only four of the six tracks. Is it a complete document if you go with the the vinyl version?
1: Yeah, uh, y- yes, you I think so. I think it is.
4: Okay, I, I give it I give it complete. But like, are there things I dislike about the cover? Sure, but it's so oh, good, sure. you know. It's it's this isn't the case of tide. Like, if they had used a inferior photo of Zach, this could have been a dud, but they didn't. And so it's it's all aces
1: to me. I would like to read one thing to you. Let's hear it. Now it's possible that this person doesn't the English is not their first language. I prefer to think that this is just how their brain works and that they are a really pleasant person. This is on This is the Discogs commentary on Madball Set It Off.
4: Guys, by the way, this is clearly how we're ending the episode. Continue, Patrick.
1: (laughs) I love this pressing. I listen to it often. I really like New York hardcore, and this pressing, I believe, does a great justice to the music of Madball. I would love... If this, that was a native English speaker who is just a very positive person, <laughs> I think that that would be. I wish that my brain worked the way that this person's brain works.
4: Read it one more time, like clean, clear, full
1: gusto. Go. I love <clears> it. <throat> I love this pressing, I listen to it often. I really like New York York, Hardcore, hardcore. and this pressing, I believe, does great justice justice to the music of Madball. Madball,
2: as well as Agnostic Front, (laughs) if you know the history of New York Hardcore. They were the predecessors of so many bands that came after them.
4: Thank you. Good night, everybody.